but you gotta hit me up. Your ad could be right here. <laughs> but back to the show. Okay. All right. You ready? Mm-hmm. What up, y'all? It's Shan and it's Greg. Greg from Young Black and Bother podcast. I'm yo, yo. from She Gets It podcast, Cozy Moon podcast, so a Patreon bid podcast. Welcome back to Loudmouth Stereo on the Stereo app. Thank you for tuning in. And if you are coming in a little bit later, we'll fill you in on what the topic is and what we're talking about. But tonight we might hit a few buttons, um, get a few people in here in their feelings, but that's okay. We just having a discussion on the topic. Tonight's topic is if black men are trash, why do triple X races have them? And we had to shorten it. So when we say that, meaning why are other races who don't think that black men are trash with black men that black people usually deem them as trash, but we get upset. Like, why are we getting upset that other races find these men attractive or willing to commit to them? Why are we upset? And what what deems a black man as trash? And why are you attracting trash black men? That's what we're discussing tonight. So um, tell a friend, tell a friend. Clap it up. Let yourself be known when you step in the room. All right? Share it, and we will be sharing it. You might find yourself on a snippet on IG or Twitter. So, um, we ready to get into the show. Yes. Um, boy, um, I guess to start, for real, for real, it was obviously because of Clubhouse. Um, I, I, I'm still kind of flabbergasted at how that one conversation sparked like a debate into multiple Clubhouse rooms. And the reason why I wanted to, you know, I wanted to touch on this so much is because not only am I in an interracial marriage, it's one of those things where I can only have an opinion to a point. Because once it becomes a situation of, well, why did you? And I say, that's what makes me happy. I can only answer for me. I can't answer for everybody else. Um, the issue is there are a lot of people who have never been in my position or in a situation like an interracial relationship or marriage. And they have every opinion in the world. I heard things like, well, you know, black men should only date their own race or, you know, white women should not do this or black women shouldn't do this. And I was like, yo, like, who are you? Who are you to go and be on these platforms, honestly, speaking about things that either you've never experienced or two, you not, you are not informed about. Um, and the way it came off in those rooms, it, it felt really condescending on both parties, both the men and the women. Um, the men, there was a lot of misogyny to it where they didn't want to listen to women. And there were a lot of women who honestly, they, I'm, I'm trying to say without being disrespectful, but it just felt like they brought their own personal hurt into the conversation and uh, instantly were offended as if like every part of that conversation was about them. And this wasn't just black women, it was white women that were in the room, that were brown women that were in the room. And for me, it was just like, yo, do some people just enjoy being the victim even when it's not warranted? Because this shouldn't be a conversation. We're sitting here talking about we want equality, we want things to be equal, and some things can't be equal. I know this for a fact. My issue mm-hmm. is, why, why is this a conversation just with us? It's always us. 
we see the conversation like, hell, like it's always us as black folks. We're talking about, well, this is what you can't do. It's like, well, wait a minute. If I'm hearing that from their side and I'm hearing it from our side, I stand here. Like, I can't please either one of you. So that's why this show is the name of the show. It's like, if me, like me as a black man, like if we're trash, why can't we enjoy the things we enjoy, love the people we love and just be who the fuck we are? Like, if you are attracted to a Latino woman, sure, be attracted to her. If you are a man that's attracted to a man, be attracted to a man. My issue is just that. Why? Why, Like, why do other people have to have a voice or a dog in a fight when it it doesn't even matter? Like, to them, at least. So, instead, I had a whole bunch of notes I took. A whole bunch. Now, I'm not going to read them all, like, off back to back to back to back. But to give you a gist of what was said in this conversation on Clubhouse that expanded into multiple ones. These are the notes. So notes that were taken were, a woman said that, uh, why can't men be patient after 25 years? Um, I wanted to start there because at this point in the conversation, yeah, um, basically she said that there are women who are going and getting their educations. They are going and, you know, bettering themselves, black women rather, are going and educating themselves and being better women and getting their ducks in a row. They want their own house, their own car, their own things. Um, and if that takes 25 years of their life, then that's fine. Um, but you as a man should be able to be patient and wait for the woman to attain the things that she wants. And then when she's ready, then you should be ready as a result. This And the reason why they said this is because, you know, Black women, they have prestige in, you know, the workforce. Um, when they go into work, they go into work. And they are there for that reason, to work. They're not there to climb the corporate ladder by, you know, sleeping with somebody or something like that. So the girl who had posed, you know, the 25 years, she was like, you know, what if you're a doctor or a nurse or a lawyer and you're going to law school, you're going, you know, to become a doctor. Those are years you can't focus on a man in a relationship. But black men specifically, they go and they go to white women or, you know, another woman because they don't want to wait on quote unquote a sister in order to be happy. And I was like, where the fuck did that come from? More importantly, 25 years. This is the thing. All of that is personal, right? Mm -hmm. There's her personal opinion dishing out what she's experienced, what she's heard, what she's seen in her Mm -hmm. way. And the thing is this, there are certain careers that all people take that are deemed to be very selfish. You know mm-hmm. you're doing this and there's going to be a lonely road. You're going to have hella debt, but you just feel like you have to have this career above everything else. And and with that, you know that you probably can't keep a long-term relationship because this job and this career that I'm picking is demanding. You probably can't be a mother at, you know, in your 30s like everybody else and hang out like everybody else because your job is demanding. You probably can't buy your home and know where you're going to live for the next 30 years because your job is always moving you around. But those are the pros and the cons that you take upon choosing your career. The career that I wanted to do was footwear design and fashion design. That career is very selfish I know that I want to be able to raise my children how I'm raising them right now if I was like, this is priority over everything else. It's a decision. It's a choice. But you cannot Mm -hmm. dictate all men need to be able to wait for a woman, a black woman, 
for when she's done and she feels like she's ready to calm down and have a family. No, you're going to have to slim your chances down to a small mm-hmm. batch of men who are equally as as into their their work, their careers, and their demand, and they want to wait till later on to go ahead and have a relationship. You can't say, I'm going to do my career. I'm not making no time for everybody. And when I'm in my late 30s, that's when I want to look for somebody and think you about to look for somebody that goes to work every day and has time for some, mm. uh, some other people. That's selfish. And there's too many selfish people trying to be in relationships with people who are not selfish. Yeah. And that's the and fucking problem. Yeah. That's my exact issue right there. Me as a married man, I can't really speak too much because I have mine. I've attained mine. But my issue is I go into these rooms and everybody's experience is different. But the one thing that is like glaring is there are a lot of people who are unhappy. But the reason that I personally think that they're unhappy is they haven't spent time with themselves. And well, there were there were, uh, there were a lot of people in that room. Mm-hmm. Instead of an- answering the questions that were posed to them, it became a, a hierarchy. So instead of answering it directly, like, I'm going to give you a question that one of the guys asked. And it was a roundabout answer that it spiraled to the point where they had to reset the room. And it reset three times. And I think at this point, you were in the room. So th- the question was, do Black women bring each other down to their level to match their happiness. So the reason for the question was because one of the girls in the room, she was basically speaking about her life and how she, you know. The girl got merch. I got you on sweatshirts. I got you on long sleeve tops. I got you on hoodies. I got you on masks if you pro mask out here, okay? I even got you on, you know, bags, you know what I'm saying? On the sign that you need to hide your stash in. Fanny pack world, I got y'all too. Check out She Gets It Shop on Teespring, okay? I got y'all with the merch, all right? Now, back to this show. I had to deal with, like, a troubled upbringing and, you know, how the men in the room, like, they don't understand her. And they were like, yo, I don't know you. And Mm -hmm. we can't take what you give us as face value. Anybody can say, oh, I've done these things and we're supposed to just, like, accept them. And the thing is, we do. But you can't harp on them when somebody asks you one question and you go roundabout and roundabout and you don't answer the question. So the guy asked her, and I forgot what his name was. Uh, I think it was like Dr. B or something. So he says, do black women bring each other down to their level to match their happiness? So he gave a scenario of, you know, a girl had, you know, a girl in the boy, I guess like a girl and a guy, they're dating. And she tells her friend about an argument that the girl and her boyfriend had. And her friend says, well, girl, fuck him, blah, 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 blah. And when he had mentioned, I was like, okay, like, where's he going with this? So he said, a lot of those times, the girl who's doing the girl, fuck him, blah, 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 blah. They're not doing it because they actually care about the, you know, the situation and they want to see better of it. They are only doing it because if they tell you the truth, like, girl, like you actually might be tripping. You may be overreacting and things like that. That girl has lost a friend because you're supposed to side with her initially. And he says, it's not a thing of just men versus women. He's like, a lot of women lose their you know, their friends, rather, or the people that they're close to, because they're afraid to tell the truth. Yeah. And I I said, wow, like, the way he was breaking it down, I was like, oh, like, okay. And then he goes into that, what I just said. He says, are Black women honest with their friends? And he was trying to tie everything into why, you know, Black men are trash, which is the topic. 
And then he asked um, this question because nobody answered that second question. He says, do black women deny things in order for them to go away? And, and if they point, think the way, yes, they do. Yeah. And that's where shit went left. So he asked the question at least four times. And I'll repeat it. He says, do black women deny things in order for them to go away? So the girl, the, the girl responds um, to him. And then, oh, let me see. Uh, he posed another question. Because basically what he did was every time she, instead of like answering the question, he would give her another question and she couldn't answer that. So he said that he had you know, asked her these questions that he wrote down for that panel. And not only did she not answer any of them, it went from instead of answering that question, she talked about something else in her life instead of just looking at the grand scope of women and men in general. It was just about you. So he says, this isn't a clubhouse chat about you. Yes, you can talk about your personal experiences. You can talk about you in an aspect, but you can't take over the stage and kind of like sway everybody to decide because of your one opinion. He's like, say what you need to say and just move on, right? So- he says, should men speak the fuck up in spaces where women are the ones who initiate the discussion? Here's mm-hmm. where we are. So at this point, we get back to the original question, right? Because the original question was, if black men are trash, why can't XXX race have them? So he posed that question again and just rephrased it. Should men speak the fuck up in spaces where women are the ones where, you know, who initiate the discussion? The reason why he said this was because in the discussion, there were at least 17 or 18 women on stage. There was at least like 40 or 50 women that were in the audience and a part of the conversation, but they couldn't speak. They weren't able to speak, right? When he posed that question, the women were like, well, I don't understand why the men don't speak up because, you know, it just seems like y'all don't have anything good to say. Y'all don't say anything, you know, positive, blah, 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 blah. And you don't appreciate black women. Once she got there. That was my problem with the room is there were too many women speaking and they were men mm-hmm. that were available to speak, and they never felt like mm-hmm. they could say anything because every time they would say something, women would respond to what they wanted to hear out of what was said. And it was never exactly. the questions that that man posed. It was, well, I don't agree with that because you said this, and he would be like, no, I didn't. This is exactly what I said. Yeah. And a lot of times, women have to understand that all men may not respond to you or or have discussions with you because you're going to feel like you're right anyway and you're going to look for an argument mm-hmm. and they feel like you'll never listen to them to understand, you'll listen to answer, so they don't even put up the energy to have those discussions with women. So they just do what they do mm-hmm. without saying directly what they're doing. And I think women need to come up outside of themselves and say thank you for that feedback or thank you for responding and if you don't if you don't agree fine but who said Mm -hmm. you had to agree with what a man is saying from his perspective all he's asking you to do is listen and take it in and a lot of women were not listening in that room that's why I got out of it when I told you I got out of it because it was pointless how are you a room full of men and women and this seems like this is a woman's party to bash men mm-hmm. and here's the thing there were men that would stay in the room they were on stage and the reason why they were quiet was there was two reasons 
the first reason why they were quiet is because they wanted the women to get that shit off their chest so it could be a learning experience for them. Like me in the audience, I treated it like that. The women are speaking. I'm going to shut up because one too many times have I been that guy who jumped out in front of the car and got hit. There was a situation where I could have just stayed on. I could have stayed in, you know, on the sidewalk and I wouldn't have gotten hit. I would have honestly just seen the traffic go by and I could have crossed the street after. That would have been it. But Clubhouse is one of those places where everybody is, not everybody, but for the large majority, if there's an audience, they are going to perform. And I know this because I've been in multiple like rooms and you, you see the dynamic when it's only 12 people versus when it's 50, 60 people. Mm-hmm. When there's strangers, you're like, okay, I can like further my base. I can further my fellowship and my fanship because I'm going to either say something really rude. I'm going to say something derogatory or honestly, I'm just going to have like a, a bro moment or a sister girl moment. And at this point in the conversation in this room, the, re- the second reason, I guess, for me was the reason why I didn't want to speak. It's because, like you had said to me, a lot of the women, at least in that chat, were really dismissive. Yeah. Like, w- once you said that to me, I was like, yo, like, it makes perfect sense. Because imagine, like, one, a person like me or a person like, you know, some of the friends in the podcasters we have who are vocal they, you know, think their thoughts out thoroughly, you know, completely, and then they go and say them. You can't do that in Clubhouse because the moment you're quiet, they're like, see, that's what I mean. He wasn't saying he's like, like at some point, we're not here to argue with you. I want to hear what you said, agree to disagree or agree with it, and then just move the fuck on. But there are certain people, at least with this topic, and this is not just Clubhouse, it's social media and it's Twitter, um, that I, me personally, I'm not trying to have a discussion with somebody whose sole purpose is to dictate. I don't mm-hmm. want that. I, I'm not one of those people who I get on Twitter and I, I say a tweet and then a person responds in a really condescending way and they expect me to go back and forth with them. No, I mute you and I keep on moving. Yeah. And when, when that happens, people get really upset. They were like, oh, well, I wanted that attention because like I'm having a bad day. Just say you're having a bad day and ignore the tweet and just move on. In Clubhouse, you can say, you know what, I do agree, and just let that be that, just move on. But a lot of people, a lot of the people that were in that room, they did agree with what the guys were saying when they spoke. The issue is, it wasn't fun. It, it wasn't triggering, and it didn't allow them to have that rah-rah moment. So when they had those rah-rah moments, it reminded me of social media. The difference mm-hmm. is, you can hear the afflictions in the voices. You can hear them actually speaking. When they spoke, it's like, oh, like... You're just arguing with yourself right now. Like everybody else, the girl, the other women that were in the room, they muted themselves because you can hear them huffing and puffing like, girl, like, it really? Like, we're trying to figure it out here. We're all coming together. Like, usually these rooms on Clubhouse are really group chats. Those are text messages. But now they're out in the open. So there's a man that could be in the room that walks in and hears a woman's thoughts. Or there could be a woman that walks in and hears a man's thoughts. This room in particular... The fact that it was called, if black men are trash, why can't X, you know, whatever woman have them? And mm-hmm. nobody answered that question, but everybody had a woe is me moment. I was like, what, what, what is going on? Like, can we just get to the point? Please get to the point. So, you know, for me, when it comes to these type of conversations, if you're like dismissive, I won't have the discussion with you. So I have more notes. So I, I can keep going. Uh, basically, it went from another question or more statement rather. Um, do women duck and dodge accountability for their actions instead of 
mentioning them. Basically, like, obviously the question. Then it got into children. So, you know, you and I both have kids. And this statement came up. It said, millennial black boys are looking at black women negatively as a result of the energy that they give off. No, that's not why. That could be uh, some of the reasons in society, part of the reasons on why they look at women negative negatively, but that's not why. It can stem from the way that their mother doesn't deal with the fact that they're bitter about their fathers not being around and they push that on them. The way that they talk mm-hmm. bad about um, Black men or men that give them the feeling of, oh, my, that's just like your dad. Or they tell you, oh, you're just like your dad whenever you do something wrong. Or the way that mm-hmm. they have like this rotisserie um, uh, pussy uh, invitation of different men coming to the house and the men that they attract and how those men talk to their mothers and they, they grow up to be like, okay, that's what I'm supposed to do. And they do those things. Or you'll mm-hmm. have like young boys with a lot of feminine energy because you have him around no good males you have mm-hmm. no good man mentors for him to look up to so of course he's going to have more feminine ways of course he's going to understand the uh women better on a level of you know i'm gonna do what they do this is why i do this this is why i feel this i'm always in my feelings everything's a big deal when realistically boys are supposed to be out and about. They're supposed to be protectors. Mm-hmm. But if that woman is always scared of something and that boy is constantly around women, his grandma, his sister, his mom, not around any other men or uncles or grandfathers or fathers or coaches, then you're going to have a more feminine boy. And I think mm-hmm. that's why we see a lot of more feminine males today. I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. It's, it's not anything. It's your thing. But yeah. you can't blame it just because how women carry themselves today. That's why boys are like this. Yeah. And that, like, for me, not only do I absolutely agree, I'm, I'm just trying to get an understanding now because I feel like they're, like, nobody's actually, like, having a conversation. It seems like a lot of people, they're splitting hairs. There's a lot of discernment when it comes to the actual conversation. Um, you know, they talked about women ducking and dodging, and then, you know, there's no real tangible parts of the conversation where people can pick them up. So for you, I guess you and I can have the actual discussion at this point. Yeah. Um, we, we can go into like the notes that were taken and stuff like that after, but, you know, do you want to touch on any other specific I, topic? Yeah. Or? I want to, I want to touch on like, um, some of the notes that I took, um, some of the things that I heard, I heard in that chat that our men meaning our black men do not feel treasured and wanted and I feel like that's true I feel like Mm -hmm. um a lot of times women grow up without good men around them and then they get to the point where they can date and they really choose the attraction of those males by what they do and what they have because they they are in need they grew up in need and now they are in need. And if you don't fit if you don't fit that need all the way of what they want, they deem you not good enough or not worth it. And I think when you have a lot of great men who are good, who are respectable, who work the jobs that are deemed the quote unquote good job, an honest living, they're not 
you know, selling drugs or dropping bodies for cash or, or stealing things in order to make a living and eat. And he has like an office job or, you know, he works for whatever corporate job and he wears a suit. And the only time he dressed down is a weekend. Women would deem him as soft. Women would deem him mm-hmm. as don't nobody want that or that's corny or he a cornball. And I feel like those men feel like they're doing good for themselves. They have the job. They're being respectful to women and women still don't want them. And they don't feel treasured. You have the men that are, they have a trade and they work for themselves and they get their hands dirty every day. And they, you know, do the dirty jobs that nobody wants to do. And they come home to an empty house and they have nobody to spend that time with because women today want to be flaunted. They want um, men to pay for their vacations. They want to live lavish, but they're not contributing anything to a relationship in order to get those things. So mm-hmm. those men feel like I can't find a good woman, so I'm going to just get out here and I'm going to just dog bitches all day. And so yeah. I feel like if you have a man that is doing right by you, that is helping you raise your children, and they go to work and they're honest and they spend time with you and they make you a priority, I think you have to do a little bit more when it comes to the things that they do every day. Yes, you know, I got to get up every day and it's cold right now. He puts gas in my car. He makes sure the car is running. Um, you know, mm-hmm. he makes sure like the oil is changed when I need the oil change. Um, if something's broken in the house, he'll fix it. it. It it has to be more than a thank you. Sometimes you have to recognize the regular shit. And I don't think enough exactly. women today are recognizing the regular shit because when you don't recognize the small things, they boil up into these big things where they feel unappreciated. And you know who appreciates mm-hmm. men? Good men that are not appreciated at home? New women. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, so Absolutely. that was a, um, that was a good point that was made. I think um, a lot of people in that chat were assuming things before they asked why. Mm-hmm. And that, that had a lot of people fucked up. Um you can't guilt a person into loving you. And I don't care what color you are. <laughs> That's facts. Okay. Yeah. Black women challenge men for change when you shouldn't have to challenge anybody for change. If any man wants to change or wants to be better or do, do right in life, he's going to do that for himself first. And it should be because he wants to do it for himself first. On Twitter this week, Juice had posted a video where this girl was all irate on um, FaceTime talking about, no, you need to say, she was talking to her boyfriend on the side, you need to say to Keisha that um, you can't talk to her anymore, that she's fucking up a happy home. And he was like, Keisha, you can't call me anymore because you're fucking up my happy home. Girl, Mm -hmm. if you have to make him do that on video so he can send it to the girl that he's been fucking this whole time and lying about it why are you in a relationship are we in relationships to babysit other adults are we we in relationships to grow with adults Mm, and if you have to babysit him girl you shouldn't want him if you have to monitor his calls and his texts you shouldn't want him if you have to make a separate Mm. page in order to check up on him to make sure he's not trying to talk to anybody you shouldn't want him if you ask him where you going and he gives you an answer and you're not going to believe it anyway stop fucking asking him 
Ask that, yourself that's what's so crazy. Oh no, go you were you were you were going in. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Like ask yourself why you're sitting there still. Ask yourself why you're second guessing yourself still. Because the reality is black women, Latino women, white women, I don't care what color you are, what your ethnicity is, what your culture is, if you stay in a relationship where you don't have trust and you have to force somebody to be better or you have to challenge them every day to quote unquote do right, then you're not supposed to be with that person. You are at a certain so level ask. of requirements in your life and that person is not it. So I, I, I guess my question, you can answer it for me. Are women more threatened by the woman aspect of it or are they threatened by the man? So say for example, the same scenario that you said, you know, with the guy, you know, having to leave the voicemail and stuff like that. Uh, well, I'm sorry, the video. Is she more threatened by the reaction of the woman or is she threatened by the fact that the guy can do it again? Both. And, and I feel which like... One which one more? Which one more? Mm-hmm. Is going to be him because he will be all... He, he will always be the link to more women. If this woman mm-hmm. honestly takes this as, okay, I'm going to stop fucking with him, she has to be on pivot for the next bitch. Mm-hmm. So... With that being said, and thank you for you know answering it that way. The reason why I wanted to ask you that specific question is because the title of our show is "If Black Men Are Trash, Why Do Blank Have Them?" or "Why Can Blank Have Them?" Now that doesn't mean just white women. That doesn't mean brown women. Why can she have your man? Why can she have the guy that you want? Why can't she attain it? Get you know pretty much she can attain the things that you want that you have that you could have and you just won't. Um, why like i need a definitive answer now some things aren't as you know black and white as they should be but that's something that we see so often and you're talking about it right now like the guy literally was cheating the entire time and instead of cutting it off with him and finding something better she knew that that was either the best that she could have the best that she could get or more importantly she knew in her heart that's what she wanted so instead of cutting him off she went and contacted the girl yeah Involved her, involved her in a situation that she had no business in other than the fact that she was the other woman. That's wasted then, energy. That's wasted energy. Yeah. Unless, unless the other woman is your sister and they, y'all, don't, y'all don't have like an always connection, that's wasted energy. If you are in a commitment with a man, your job is not to call that other woman because what you say to the other woman, that woman could give a fuck less. She's yeah. not in a commitment with you. She don't owe you shit. Who you need to be talking to is that man. And a lot of times when women talk to the other woman and the woman tells her the truth, she's going to beat her tomorrow. She's going to beat her next week. She's going to beat her next month. She's going to beat her next year. You're just mm-hmm. always getting the realization that you're the dumb one every time he exactly. does that. And he's constantly getting like, okay, this is my limit with her this time. Okay, I'm going to up it the next time. Oh, she's still mm-hmm. saying, okay, then she's giving me room to do this the next time. And you're giving this man notches on how to knock your uh, self-esteem down every time. You got to yeah. give people so basi- limits. Don't talk about yeah. leaving if you if you could stay. So you said limits. So pretty much it's the equivalent of you having a bad credit score and you keep getting credit line increases in relationships at least. Yeah. The man is, the woman is not getting any benefit, but 
mm. acting like a wife for him when he really treating her like a side bitch, but she in a committed relationship. Well, she's the only one in a committed relationship because he out here doing whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. Now, in, in these same relationships that we're talking about right now, um, do you feel like, you know, people just aren't being active listeners? Do you feel like they're, you know, they're listening to respond and not to actually understand? Because oh. social cues are definitely a thing, but it's not only, you know, always conversational. It's not always we're sitting across from a couch and we're in therapy or something like that. Some things are, you know, you being an active listener just by reading your reading the room, reading the environment. Why yeah. are they like, you know, huddled up? Why are they always away from you? Stuff like that. Those are social cues that you should know as an active listener, as somebody who honestly understands your mate, your spouse, or the people that you want to be around. So I, I wanted you to like go for it because you whew, already know you had a lot of shit to say. This is my thing too. If black men are trash, why do blank races have them or want them? And this is the thing. I might be the only woman on earth, and I don't give a fuck if I am, where if I see a quote-unquote black man with a woman of a different race, I feel nothing. I'm not bothered. I'm not super excited for him. I'm not, I'm not anything. I'm just like, okay, that's a man with a woman, and they chose each other because that's what you're supposed to do. Now, I don't understand why women who look like me are bothered by black men being with who the hell chooses them and who the hell they choosing. Because the re reality is he don't want you. And if he was single, you would never give him the time of day. Mm. So I understand why black people in the eighties and, and the seventies were for, you know, you need to marry black. We need to build black. We need to have economics that are black I understand that but at the same time just because someone is from my culture or from my race doesn't mean that that's the person that's going to love me honor me respect me and and give me chemistry till the casket drop that doesn't make exactly. that person my person and there's nothing you can say about race about culture that's going to make me want to do that there is nothing that anybody can say to me and be like, you need to marry a Jamaican man because both of your parents are Jamaican. Mm -hmm. I don't give a fuck because yeah. I've seen how Jamaican men treat women in relationships, my father, my grandfather, my brothers, and I don't want that because it's a possession mindset. Now, mm -hmm. if you are a Jamaican man that doesn't think of women like that, that maybe. You're just out the box and I've never been around it, but I've never mm -hmm. seen a very, 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 very healthy, honest relationship in my culture with a man and a woman. Mm -hmm. So I, I have never dated and I would never date someone that was born and raised in Jamaica. And that's just me. I'm not saying that the men in my family ain't shit. I'm just saying the way that they carry themselves in relationships. I don't want that. So I'm not yeah. going to talk to them because in, the, in that way, in that romantic way, because of what I've seen, what I've experienced. But if I meet someone and they don't fit that criteria, then that's something new. That's why I will never say Jamaican men ain't shit. I will never say yeah. that because who yeah. knows? There might be a Jamaican man out here that is shit. It's like the best thing on earth. I just haven't mm. met him yet. And I need more people to be open-minded about the fact that 
just because you haven't experienced something good from a culture or a race doesn't mean it does not exist. Yeah. And that's that's what like it pisses me off so much because it's just our folks. It's just our people. We are the only ones who have these discussions like are black men slash women trash because they do this. It's and it's not like the conversation is being had with us and then there's other races in the conversation. It's us arguing with us. And instead of going and just listening and being an active listener in these conversations, everybody is splitting hairs. And I hate this shit. I hate it so much. And um, even with like notes, I know we got to go back and forth with these notes and stuff like that. Um, there was a young lady that was in the room and you know exactly which one I'm talking about. Um, she was triggered by words that were being said that had no relative, you know, no relevance to her. She mm-hmm. just heard the words and was upset at them. So the guy said something to the effect of, he was like, you know, men, cause I think she said something about like white women and other women, like they don't do the same things that we do. They don't say the same things that we say. They don't have the same swag as us, shit like that. And then she, she threw out the word challenge. So she was like, women of other races don't challenge black men the way that black women do. So a guy responded, you, I think you were in the room at this point. He said, mm-hmm. Why does everything have to be a challenge? Why can't you just want to be with me for me? Like everything doesn't have to be a pop quiz when we have these things. And he's, he yeah. told her, he was like, it's not, it's not just black women. He was like, you know, you can get tested by a white woman. You can get tested by a brown woman. But the thing is like with you, why, why right now in this conversation are you pretty much making it even more of a challenge for us to appreciate you when we do appreciate you? It's like, you, you don't want to accept it. It's almost like when you give somebody a hug and they keep stepping back. That, that's what he said it felt like. <clears throat> Do you hear this? Do you hear this silence? Yes. This is a space where your ad could be played about your product, where your ad could be played about your business, about your show, because I believe we can all be great on different shows and platforms. So if you're looking for ad space right now, your ad could be playing here instead of me talking and instead of this silence. So next time when I do an episode and you want to promote your show, your business, or your services, hit me up at shegetsitpod at gmail.com. Now back to Michelle. Back to Michelle. Don't say I never gave y'all anything. I'm giving you this space to be great. Mm-hmm. He was like, every time I reach in to like tell you something, you're pulling away. Why do you keep pulling away? And then the second word was attitude. Um, he says, I don't understand. He told her, he was like, I don't understand why you have an attitude with me. He was like, I'm just answering your question. And she was like, are you trying to say all black women have an attitude? And he's like, how did you get that from what I just said? Can you, can you explain oh, that to me? Oh, deflecting, not answering. Let me tell you something. I have I have five brothers, and the oldest one, he's not married. He's not in a relationship. He doesn't have kids, and he's perfectly happy and comfortable. The next one, he's been married twice, um, divorced twice. He can't keep a relationship because he's passive-aggressive, and I feel like he deserves to be by himself. And he has... Mm-hmm. He has three children. And the other one, he has two sons. He's in a relationship, a marriage with a woman that doesn't need to be in a marriage because she's too selfish. But 
he wants the idea and the look of a marriage so bad that he's willing to deal with her bullshit. So that's kind of on him. And then the other two um, below that, one of them married a white woman that they met on, um, on what's that? Meet.com or something? Match.com. Yeah, but they're married they have a kid um that's who he chose that's who chose him my youngest Mm. brother he's married to a uh uh korean woman they have Mm. two kids together he has another child um with a dominican woman and then the other child that he has is with a white woman. But he has said out his mouth that he doesn't date or he doesn't like black women because they always have an attitude and they're loud and they're rude. Mm-hmm. But that's his perspective for the black woman that he's been around. Mm-hmm. Now, the fact that he chose to marry someone that's outside his race, I am not bothered. I'm not even bothered mm-hmm. by his statement about black women because that's his perspective. I did not, mm-hmm. I was not in control of his experiences with black women. Right? Exactly. But, but exactly. When, when black women say, you know, black men only choose women outside their race because they don't challenge them, that's not true. Because you have white women that want the best for their men. You have Asian women that want the best for their men. You have Puerto Rican women that want the best for their men. And they're not going to take a man's shit or less than that. There are women out there like that. It's not just for black women. So my thing is like, if you find yourself as a woman in a relationship with a man that you feel like you have to challenge him every time to be the Mm -hmm. man in the relationship for you, then you're in the fucking Mm -hmm. wrong relationship. Exactly. Thank you. Uh, now, I, I don't mean to cut you off. The reason why I wanted to interject right there is because that was a statement that was made. Not exactly the way you put it, but it was definitely a touching point. And at this point, you and I are texting because the guys started to actually answer. And some of them were better than, better than others. And a guy said this quote. He said, any woman who over embodies her masculinity because it will not, I guess he says he's not really attracted to any woman that over embodies her masculinity because it will not complement his masculine energy. Now, me personally, that sounds like a lot. To me, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm not on that wavelength right now. Like, I, I'm not like super, super, super smart about shit like that. I don't get into chakras and stuff like that. However, that right there, I wasn't following him. I was like, what does he mean? Like, you know, okay. about. He meant, he meant by a, a woman that. Um, probably can smoke cigars, fix cars, um, fix shit in her house, um, ready to cuss anybody out, um, ready to fight if she have to, um, you know, just ready to be like down and dirty and hanging with the boys and have that that um, type of personality within the relationship. He's saying he wouldn't be able to do anything with that because she's so far into her I could do it myself. I don't need a man dynamic. Yeah. But it will be a constant mm-hmm. fight for her to let go and let him step in as a man. And there are a lot of men that feel like that. Like they don't like women that cuss. They don't like women that um are willing to, you know, play in the dirt or play play ball 
or um, mm-hmm. play football or wear sneakers or wear Tim's. They want a woman that's in heels all the time. Her nails is painted. Mm-hmm. She's very prissy. And that's fine. You can have those women, but you can't say mm-hmm. that the next woman is not a woman because she likes to fix cars or she likes to build shit or um, exactly. she does a job as a trade. Some men can't handle those women and that is fine. And this exactly. is why it's very important for you to allow men in a discussion to say what they deem as the woman for them. Because a woman for them will not mean that I can be the woman for them. When he said that, I was like, let me tell you right now, I'm not no woman that needs to get her nails done every week. I'm not no woman that needs to get her hair done every week. I don't mind Mm -hmm. getting my hands dirty. I'm not no woman where I need to be pampered all the time. I'm not gonna wear a dress every day of the week. I like to wear whatever the fuck I want to wear. And sometimes I do cuss. And if that bothers you and you feel like the moment I cuss, I don't have a vagina, then that's on you. You're probably not the mm-hmm. man I want anyway. Again, I'm not bothered. And I don't yeah, know why like you, all women be bothered by that. But I think, like, I, I don't want to speak for women as a man, but from what I see, it's like they bother themselves about situations that honestly, nobody was checking for you anyway. Nobody cares yes! anyway. Exactly. It's like, you know, like if, if like um, right now, like say like, you know, a guy says that same quote. Uh, actually, no, here's the quote. He said, being hyper-masculine as a woman is problematic to some men. So say like, he doesn't want a woman to go and change her own tire. He wants to be that guy that changed the tire for her. And there were women that were in the chat and they were upset. It was like, well, I can do for myself and I can be by myself. And blah. it was like, but the thing is, when you are with yourself, you're complaining about why you're alone. Yeah. But he's telling you, he's like, these are the things I don't want. What is wrong with me not wanting things? Yeah, so like, what, I, and he said that I pictured, let's say they driving, the car has a flat tire, they pull over, and she like, no, stay in the car, I'm changing the tire. I can understand if he's uncomfortable and he doesn't want a woman that's going to change a car tire and demand that she does it because she feels like she can do it. My friend, one of my friends told me, Chantal, sometimes just because you have the ability to do it yourself and there's a Mm -hmm. man that wants to do it for you, sometimes you have to let go and act like you can't do it for yourself so he can feel like he's stepping in and he has something to provide. And I was like, God damn. I was like, sometimes that's actually hard for me to do because I spent so much time by myself and I had Mm -hmm. to have the ability to do it. But once you have a good person that steps into your life and you are in a relationship with them, you have to find some type of balance. And the balance is allowing this person to feel like they are needed. You trust them Mm -hmm. and you, um, you are giving them the space to show up for you. Yeah. But a lot of people, they don't want to open up to that. They're like, I've been doing it so long by myself that when somebody offers to do it to me, I'm mad. It's like, wait, like, why? Like, how many times have you heard people say stuff like, oh, well, you know, I don't need somebody to hold the door for me. I can hold the door for myself or, you know, Mm -hmm. I can treat myself to dinner. It's like, we appreciate the fact that you can do it for yourself, but don't completely shun the fact that somebody is, you know, just doing things out of the kindness of their heart. They're not doing it to try to get an accolade from you. They're not trying to get ass from you. They're not trying to fuck with you. 
there actually are some good people in this world that actually just want to do for people because they're serviceable human beings. They, they want to be nice to you. They want to be kind to you. But you have such a black heart that nobody, like, nobody can fuck with you. You are Mr. and Mrs. Untouchable. Nobody can do for you. But the issue is when nobody wants to do anything, when, when nobody wants to do anything for you, you're sitting there crying and bitching talking about, well, I don't understand why people don't understand me. Like, wait a minute, you don't understand you. You don't sit down and say, you know what? Why am I the way I am? Why do I do the things that I do? More importantly, people have told me that the shit that I've done don't work. And this is why it happens. This is why that girl don't want to fuck with you. This is why that guy don't want to fuck with you. This is why your, your hot girl summer ended early. This is why you as a guy, your whole phase ended early. This is why like you just aren't a good person. It's the same, it's and, the same with how some people can't take a compliment. Some people mm-mm. can't take uh, people doing nice things for them because they're so stuck on never having somebody do nice things for them. It's something you have to be willing to teach a person that it is okay for this to happen to you sometimes. And sometimes you're going to come across relationships where you like, I don't have the patience to mm-hmm. start from level one when I'm at level 15 of balance and give and take in a relationship and this person has never experienced that. Like that's really exactly. the real challenge. And when you choose people that you choose, that's why you have to dig deep and have discussions about, all right, um, do we want to discuss what you learned in your past relationships? Not what went wrong with that person, because when you approach it like that, they're going to blame. What did yeah. you learn in your past relationships should be the question. Not why are mm. you single? Because why are you single is a trigger question. Exactly. Because people hear that term and it's just like, you know, not only is it reactionary, it's just more so it's like, that right there, the term single. You could have actually taken away everything else. If you say single to a single person, they just instantly think like it, it's about them. There are a lot of single people in the world that choose to be single, yes. but nobody ever brings that up in these arguments. Like, no, I chose to be single. Like the guy said, and the girl said in that room too, because she was actually going back and forth with him and agreed at this point. She says, I am here for me on this earth. And when I'm single, the reason why I'm single is because I need to be with myself. And then you you chimed in. You said, no, I want to be, you know, I want to be at some point where you are by yourself, where I am by myself to understand me and to make myself a better person for the next person. But right. a lot of people in that chat, you said it. You were like, oh, like there are a lot of people in the chat that they hate being alone. Oh, yeah. They're not used to being alone. And when you're not used to being alone, you're used to being, you know, if somebody don't give it to you, then you take it. And if you don't take it, then you're like, that kid you like my daughter who like if she doesn't get her pacifier then she starts crying after a while she's cool calm and collected for a minute but if you leave her alone for too long and she's by herself and she's wondering where everything you know why did everybody disappear why is everybody doing things but spending time with me and paying attention to me and then you start crying and you're like wait what what, what is going on here and then you realize like these are grown fucking adults these are 20 21 plus because you know when people think grown now they're like oh well grown must be 30 and over no 21, you are your responsibility. Yeah. And there are a lot, you are a lot, there are a lot of people who they don't even want to be their own responsibilities at that point. Mm-hmm. Which is it's crazy to think about. It's nuts, man. Like now I, I don't want to talk too long about it. I know we said every three voicemails, but we got two. I don't know if you want to play them. Yeah, I'm gonna play them. 
it's not about color it's about culture um it comes down to the individual it's like saying men are pigs but all of them no it just just comes down to the individual you get to know somebody you get to know their views their values and at the end of a a certain amount of time you make a decision on whether or not you want to pursue something with them it has nothing to do with color it is culture Mm. right but we we live in a um we live in a color-driven society where mm-hmm. people always deem like because a person that was discolored did this to me, or this is my experience with a person that was discolored. Mm-hmm. This is my this is everybody's experience with people of like discolor, and that is why racism is still happening, and that is why um, communities are very resistant mm-hmm. to different cultures moving into their communities because they feel threatened. They don't know why they feel threatened but they just assume mm-hmm. they should feel threatened because of what everybody has said or has portrayed in movies, shows, and the news. When realistically, yeah. you can make the news give any perception about any culture as long as you show it enough. You can show enough, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, Irish people killing Irish people. You can show enough Asian people killing Asian people. You can show enough uh, black people killing black people. You can show it all over. But what is pushed in the United States more and on international television is people of a darker skin tone not having anything mm-hmm. good to offer. Yeah, because we're always treated like, you know, and we do it to ourselves as well, to be fair. Um, when we become a part of that community, we make sure that we're all in the same cul-de-sac, but it's a gated community. So it's like you're already protected, but now you're protecting yourself by being in that same little bubble, being a part of your own. It's like, yo, like it's okay to be a part of your own, but extend yourself. Go out to that other, go down the street, meet some of your neighbors. Be okay with some of your neighbors. Fuck with them. You're going to leave other cultures with the perception that they've always been told, not what they've been shown. That's why it's very important for you to carry yourself differently than what people assume because you're going to give them something different to understand. But if, you know, we keep going for the same roles on TV and in movies as the drug dealer or the, um, mm-hmm. the, the killer or the person that um, beats on his wife at home, or the person that's, you know, always having some type of brown liquor in their hand, and we keep going for those roles, then we can't be mad at what people assume about us. Yeah. For me, like, I feel like we keep having, personally, we have these racial debates to make sure that we still are at arm's reach with each other. Like, these... If black men are trash, why why can that brown why can that Spanish girl have them? Why can that white girl have them? The reason why we keep doing that is because we already know that we're going to attend those round tables. We're going to be a part of that conversation to either just be an ear in and listen, or we're going to debate that shit. And yeah. it's just over and over. It's just like a fucking it's like a a turd going down the toilet, and it just keeps spiraling, but it won't go down. It's yeah. like, oh, do I have to plunge this shit? Like, why? Why do we keep it's just shit that I don't want to keep talking about. And yeah. the only reason you and I are talking about it is because I honestly had enough. Just like when you left the room. But my issue is when, I ha- when, when I've been fed up with something, what I do is I continue to listen because somebody is going to put their foot in their mouth. Somebody's going to say something. <laughs> it's like, this is, 
No, no, no bullshit. Have you have you ever like been a part of like you know you hang out with your friends and you have checked out of the conversation, but somebody says something and it brings you immediately back to everything. And no matter what they just talked about for the past fifteen minutes, that one little point it hits so hard. You're like, oh, this is why we're still here. Uh, this is right here. What happens is they try to speak for you, and you can't speak for me. Exactly. Exactly. The reason why I said that specifically, and I know we got this other voicemail, but I'm, I'm gonna just pose this it was a strategy that they had said in the chat um i wrote it down shan i think you told me that i should write it after um it says black women men people in general are under prepared to prepare for longevity we spend our younger years thinking about pleasure and the things that we want for us but how do you prepare for the emphasis of family now Basically, I guess what they meant out of that, at least what I'm taking from it, is we focused our 20s on partying, clubbing, the the, the dressing. You, you got to dress really nice to get that person, to attain that person, to be with that person. But every other race, they don't care about that. I think you, you were part of it at that point. So mm-hmm. the guy who had made that point, he, he was like, you know, white people, they already inherit their money. They don't need all that shit. And I, I get that aspect of it, but he said, and he was trying to be crystal clear about it. He said, white people, they can wear $20 shoes and it can be completely fine. You never yeah. know if they have a dollar in their pocket because of, you know, they present themselves the way they present themselves, but the way that they speak is one thing. He's like, our people can't even speak to our own people properly. That's why we keep having these conversations of, you know, why can't us black men versus women? Like, why do we keep having that conversation? So, he asked this after the whole emphasis on family and stuff like that. He was like, it feels like a lot of us in our early years, meaning like 20s, early 30s, all we focused on was the things that we did for us. And then when we get up in age, now we start focusing on building a family, building a home, creating mm-hmm. wealth for ourselves. But we just missed 15 to 20 years because we wanted to just be the independent woman, the independent man, and the person that just did for us. Even though there were people that could help you, there was a person that loved you, cared about you, and honestly wanted to be with you, but you wanted to be alone because you wanted to get it on your own. So I guess the question I'm posing to the listeners right now is, you know, how do you prepare with the emphasis of family right now, regardless of what your age is? You could be 23, you could be 33. How do you prepare for the emphasis of family? Not for yourself, not for your girl, your family, meaning you, the person that you're with, prospective children, prospective pets, a home. How do you prepare for the emphasis of family and a home? Hmm. Um, I want to just say something to your point you just made. Um, a lot of the mindset of how people carry themselves in their 20s is from mm-hmm. all the years of their parents teaching them in their adolescence. You know, you don't mm-hmm. need nobody for this. Don't. There is more. I got part two coming up later on today, or I might post it tomorrow. I don't want to bum rush y'all with too much loudmouth content. But I do appreciate y'all for checking out each episode. Thank you for supporting me because I support you too.